It's Remy and Casey on 92.3 WIL. Is that you over there? I can't see you through all the smoke. There's a lot of fogginess happening in the world. Is that you? Yeah, I think it is. Canadian wildfire smoke is in the St. Louis area. Which is so wild because I really did. I totally forgot that this was happening. I thought it ended. Yeah. I did as well, but Canada is experiencing the most destructive wildfire season on record. And America's kind of paying for that in the smoke way. I guess last week or the week before that, it was New York City. And this week, it's Chicago. I was talking to my sister yesterday who lives in the Chicagoland area. And she's like, you don't, you don't even want to go outside. It's so bad. It just smells like a bonfire outside. I wonder how low it's gotten. Like, I'm imagining in a week or two, the Mexicans are like, okay. <laughs> we are, right now, we're kind of on that southern edge. St. Louis, the bi-state area is kind of on the southern edge, at least from the maps that they've shown on TV. Yeah, so it's it's not super extreme, but already there's air quality alerts. We've been going through those the past like four weeks, and now we've got smoke and add some extreme heat on top of that 102 tomorrow and Friday. Shut up. Yeah, tomorrow and Friday is going to be a good day to go sit on the couch. If you need me, I'm going to be bowling. I'm bowling. That's what I'm doing. I'm inside. I'm throwing a, a hey, hard it's ball. it's just as smoky in there. <laughs> so. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, we've got Sam Hunt tickets today to give away. Uh, we'll do that at 8 o'clock with your big three. And uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Honestly, if you can stay inside, that's what everybody's like the meteorologist and everybody's just kind of saying, you know what? Work from home. Work from home if you can. Don't go outside if you don't need to. Because, I mean, you can see it right now. It's crazy. I just got a text message from the 636 that says, are you guys still planning on going out and cleaning up 270 tomorrow with all the heat and the smoke and everything? And I said, no, we are not going to. No. No, we are postponing that cleanup until, I don't know, in the next couple of weeks. We want it to, to cool down just a little bit because you cannot be on the side of 270 in shorts. Passing out. Yeah. Expecting us to like, you know, it, it's just going to work out so much better on a day when it's not so hot. It's not so smoky. The air quality is not bad. Yeah. And there will just be less to worry about. I was going to say when the base temperature is 110 it's, or 102, it's not good. It's just not going to be good with pants and, you know, you got to be covered and you don't want you know, gloves and all that kind of stuff. So if you do want to be a part of our volunteer squad, we have a sign up on the website at 923wil.com. This is not an obligation. This is not something that you will like you're signing yourself up to do anything right you'll just be notified whenever we are doing something so you can come out and join us on one of these cleanups we adopted a part of 270 last year we got our sign this year and uh, we go out once a quarter or so to go clean that up and if you'd like to help you can always do that at 923wil.com casey what's coming up in casey covers country willie nelson gave some not so willie like news i have to tell you what it is next bringing nashville to st louis with casey covers country on 92.3 WIL. Willie Nelson giving some not-so-Willie-like advice. First off, you know Corey Kent. Uh, we played a song here on WIL for a while. It's the one that... <laughs> Can you do that wild again? Wild as her. Wild. Yeah, yeah. It's that one. It's so good. He said... <laughs> <laughs> You're singing, obviously. He said that he opened a show for Willie Nelson back when he was a teenager. Corey, not Willie, yeah. obviously. And he says that Willie gave him some advice that he's hold held onto 
ever since then. And it sounds like something you wouldn't really hear Willie Nelson say. He says this. When I step onto that stage, kid, it's business time. These people think a lot of hard, I'm sorry, these people paid a lot of hard-earned money to come see the show, so I don't get drunk. I don't get too high. Too high? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything that jeopardizes putting me. I can't even focus because your brain is on the sorry. floor. I'll repeat myself. I don't get drunk. I don't get too high. I don't do anything that jeopardizes me putting on a world-class show for them. And Corey Kent says, do you think Willie Nelson would ever say that? Because he did. <laughs> How crazy is that? I don't get too high, but, you know, it is kind of the brand. So I like that he told that to a teenager, though. Like, well, I think if there's anybody that's going to know their tolerance, it would be Willie Nelson at this right. point, right? He's been so. doing it long enough. <laughs> and he's been doing music long enough to know probably what he can handle. Yeah. When he's on a stage, I'm sure he's had some, maybe at the beginning, like some bad shows. Like he took it a little too far that yeah. night. Or, you know, some artists that, you know, have have kind of settled into their, they've settled into their careers now. And, you know, you may have been to a show where the artist that you're seeing has had just a little bit too much to drink on stage. And they're, you know, starting to miss lyrics mm -hmm. and just acting a fool. And exactly. it's not fun anymore at that point, you know? Exactly. Corey Kent went on to say, man, that's not what you'd expect to hear from the king of weed, <laughs> but I would bet all my money that that guy was on a different planet playing that show because he put him whole, his whole self into it. Yeah, the, the, the stage is their cubicle. That right. is their office. You know, the, the, he makes a good point. That's where, that's the money maker right there. That's where that happens. And, you know, the stage is their cubicle. <laughs> it is. Remy once said, we got to repeat that to another artist that comes I don't to get town. too high, and the stage is my cubicle. What gives you menu anxiety? Or do you get menu anxiety? Wow. This is a thing that happens to a lot of people. 314 699 4766. You're sitting down at a restaurant. Everybody has decided what they want to eat, except for you. Do you get that, like, anxiety feeling like, okay, I got like three minutes to decide what I want to eat. Does that happen to you ever? It's not in that scenario, no. This does happen to me, but only when the waiter or waitress comes too soon. Mm -hmm. Or like as soon as you sit down and they say, can I get you something to drink besides water? If I haven't had the time to like actually sit with myself, I'll panic. And all my family and friends know when it's happening because I don't just waste my time on beer. <laughs> so if, if they're like, can I get you something to drink? And I'm like, uh, make ultra, but like, but select. My family and friends are like, no, she needs a minute. I she needs in, a minute to think. I turn into a goat and I order light beer. That's, That's what, what I do. That's what will happen. <laughs> <laughs> do you get anxiety whenever the waitress is like, what do you want to eat? And you just don't know? Kind of, but not really. My main anxiety, as you know, comes when 
I order something and then my wife orders the exact same thing. Yeah. That's when my anxiety comes into play. So it's not more of like a like stage fright, like, oh crap, I don't know what I'm gonna order, but he's th- like, on second thought, I'll get the other thing. <laughs> I'll get the other thing. Thirty percent of us get menu anxiety, especially younger Americans. Forty one percent in their twenties, thirties, and early forties get anxious compared to just fifteen percent of older people. Here's the the things that we uh base our selections on. The price how long it will take to make is another one. For me, it's always price and if I know that I'm going to like it. I don't usually experiment when I'm out at a restaurant. I never think about how long it'll take them to make it. I do think about quantity because a lot of times I'm being cheap. <laughs> and I'm like, where can I get the most food for the least amount of money? How yeah. do I get leftovers out of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of restaurants in town, like uh, Tucker's is one of those places where you can get a lot of food yeah. for a little amount of money or a lot of good food for a little amount of money. I'm sure there's a lot of those places in town. But do you get menu anxiety? Let us know on the text line, 314-699-4766. Those people who are like, no, someone else go first. I need, need a minute. I need chicken nuggets. I'll just get chicken nuggets. Just give <laughs> Do me you have nuggets. a kids menu? Ah, For uh, my wife gives me anxiety because I love burgers. I always get burgers. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I find I find the burgers. And what she gives you heat about that I'm, or what? I'm assuming that's what they meant by this. Is that my wife's my wife gives me the anxiety because she mm. makes me feel bad because I always get burgers because you. <laughs> He orders a burger and she rolls her eyes every time. (laughs) We're at a fist place, Stan. I don't know if that's his name, but uh, from the 636, I'm glad this is something that other people feel because much like standing in front of an audience to give a speech, this is how I feel every single time I order. It's like you're you're on the spot, right? Yeah, you are on the spot. Suddenly it feels like even though that's your family and friends, everyone's looking at you and you just lose everything in your brain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, From the 618, my mother gets menu anxiety. Sometimes she doesn't know what she wants to drink at first, like you said, Casey. Uh, She never knows what she wants to order. She has to be the last to order so she can look over the menu a thousand times. I feel like I like going last just so if my wife does order the thing I'm going to order, (laughs) that I can order the other thing. You can switch it up. I do that (laughs) too to make sure I get something different from everyone. Or I will say I get some menu anxiety when I'm out to eat. Like um, it's a a work lunch or Mm. a business lunch. Like have you ever gone out to eat with your boss? Suddenly you second guess everything you're ordering. Yeah, because if you, like if you, if the filet sounds really good, not in your case, but I mean it's, (laughs) it can be like 50, 60 bucks and you're like, well, if it's on the company tab might as well right what are we doing one time i went out to eat with our boss and i'll he was like i'll have a salad and i was like i'll have a salad (laughs) i'll I'll just do whatever he just said so oh i'll be eating a budweiser today (laughs) (laughs) uh what's your menu anxiety what 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 kind of menu anxiety do you get when you go to a restaurant let us know on the text line 314-699-4766 lace them up it's time for sports with remy and casey Fastball. Cardinals defeat the world champs 4-2 in game one. Well, there's a triple digit right there. 100 mile an hour to finish it off. It's a great job all the way around by the Cardinals. Staying in it. Driving in some runs. Jim Edmonds. Is, is that who was talking? Yeah. I was like, 
Wow, 100 mile per hour fastball. The Cardinals stayed in it. Good job, guys. Driving in those runs. I'm going <laughs> to say that next time I get the stomach flu. Dynamite drop in, Monty. Uh, Cardinals beat the Astros yesterday 4-2. to two. If you find the Cardinals on Facebook after a Jim Edmonds broadcast... The comments. Oh, the comments. So can we do a best in comments sometime on this? Or do you think it's wrong? Oh, Jim Edmonds. <laughs> do you, yeah, do you think it's morally wrong because we are in the city? I don't know. I just feel... I don't know. I don't know because we'll I think... see how good they are. The overall sentiment of him as a broadcaster is different from him as a person and different from him as a player. Those are all three different things, right? <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yesterday, uh, there was a call at the plate. Arnato slid into home, and the tag was laid down. He was initially called out. At the end, they reversed that call. He was safe because the tag never actually touched Arnato at all. And Jim Edmonds' comment was, I wonder how he knew that. It's like maybe because he didn't feel the tag at all because he wasn't touched. <laughs> Just like the obvious things that he points out. But uh, I digress. It's crazy to me that they can go back and reverse calls like that. I, I, just, I know it's 2023, but I think about like, you know, when Babe Ruth was playing, they didn't have all these like replays and the people in the back. Being like, oh, well, if you zoom in a little further and you go from this camera angle, it's just like it's in or it's out. And I yeah. get it. Totally keep it fair. Do whatever you got to do. But it's just it feels a little too much. This is one of those calls, though, where like the dude didn't even apply the tag. Like it didn't even touch Arnado's body. So if he wouldn't. If he would have been called out, that could have been a game changer. So I'm glad that they have. They have all these camera angles now. They didn't have that technology back when the the babe, right. the great Bambino was doing this. Uh, they'll play again tonight, barring any weird wildfire smoke stuff. First pitch at 645. And on the 4th of July, four major league ballparks will, quote, treat fans to, get this, Casey, Pepsi-flavored ketchup. Ew, what? <laughs> I'm under the impression that there should never be any type of flavored ketchup. Ketchup is the flavor, and yeah. that's that. Yeah. Uh, it's part of Pepsi's hashtag better with Pepsi campaign, and they're drumming up publicity by hyping up some crazy combinations. Here we go with uh, Pepsi and ketchup. The distinctive flavors and vibrant citrus blend of Pepsi enhances the bright and tangy characteristics of ketchup. Yuck! Offsetting the smokiness of the dog. Uh, the ketchup is actually, quote, infused with Pepsi. So, I don't know. It probably just tastes like cola ketchup or something. It's all only going to be available uh, in Minnesota for the Twins, Arizona Diamondbacks, the Detroit Tigers, and the New York Yankees. Imagine so. being in that conference room and the intern looks up and says, and this month, we're going to mix ketchup with Pepsi. Yeah, and the CEO is like, brilliant idea. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Only in four ballparks, though. Who knows? Maybe it'll, maybe it'll become a thing. Trending now. It's Keeping Up With Casey on 92.3 WIL. A new host of the Wheel of Fortune has been announced, and it's not what we predicted. Nope. Ryan Seacrest will take Pat Sajak's place as the new host in 2024. It is official. So you and I were originally talking about how they've seem to be grooming Pat Sajak's daughter for the role. They even gave her a position called like social media correspondent where she, you know, gets to have a lot of fan interaction. It just yeah. seems like they were really setting her up for something bigger. All the wild behind the scenes stuff. Wheel of Fortune. Crazy. But <laughs> regardless, 
Ryan Seacrest has signed a multi-deal agreement and will also serve as a producer of the show. Of course. Ryan says, I'm truly humbled to be stepping into the footsteps of the legendary Pat Sajak. I can say along with the rest of America that it's been a privilege and pure joy to watch Pat and Vanna take on our TV screens for an unprecedented 14 years, making us smile every night and feel right at home with them. So there was talk of Vanna... Uh, wanting a pay increase if yeah. she was going to stay around. And I feel like at this point in her career, well, honestly, she probably should have been getting paid more a while ago. But I would imagine if they can't come to terms, then that's where Pat Sajak's daughter would step in. Right. And become the new Vanna White, Ryan Seacrest as the new host. And now you've got a little bit of a newer flavor of show. Right. I was kind of thinking about this too, because because Vanna is asking for a raise, it tells me that she's not planning on going anywhere. But because Ryan Seacrest is stepping in, I imagine Ryan Seacrest to be making more than Pat Sajak. Oh, for sure. Ryan Seacrest, he's got so much more going on. He didn't have to be there. Yeah. So... I'm curious as to see, like, will Vanna get that raise option or will she walk away if the option is not there? Because, let's be honest, she's obsolete. Mm. It's not a touch screen. She's not flipping letters. She's yeah. just walking by, like, as the uh, the tradition and the, you know, the custom, what's the word? It's like the customary thing that they do on the show. Oh, it's yeah. the culture of the show. So she's there. She didn't need to be. So I wouldn't be shocked if they just didn't have a Vanna figure there at all. Yeah, that's very true. Save the $3 million. The dude just doesn't stop working. I, having worked, I've never, being in radio all these years, I've never actually met, met him, but I have worked with his executive, like former executive producer. And the guy just doesn't, he, he's devoted his life. Ryan Seacrest. To show business. Yes. So this is what he, I mean, he's just signed his retirement right there. Right. By He doesn't need anything else. I mean, he's got 20, 25 more years of, you know, just, I mean, Pat Sajak is 76 or 78 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's set for life on this show as long as the Wheel of Fortune lasts. Yeah. So it's funny because on our Facebook page, we posted this up yesterday and <laughs> Jeremy nails this says it's the internet so 90% of people won't care 5% will like it and 95% of the comments will be from the 5% of people who hate it yes that's exactly how like, it'll go I don't like change <laughs> that is exactly how it'll go so. so good for Ryan Seacrest you know he's found something that'll take him through the rest of his career yeah and um, and it's not a bad place to be and hopefully Vanna gets that raise Gosh. I'm rooting for her yeah real news is lame. This is unprofessional news on 92.3 WIL. Casey, what's your favorite fast food joint? Where are you going? Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Easy. Solid. That's a solid choice. It, it really depends on the what mood I'm in. Uh-huh. But I feel like I can always find something at McDonald's, you know? McDonald's got tough for me when I decided to be a vegetarian. Yeah, because that's true. Because you, you think like, oh, there's things, there's fries. That's it. <laughs> a fries and a blizzard, please. Like, or not a blizzard. A fr- what's it called? A flurry. A McFlurry. Please. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, which are both very delicious. Uh, but I, yeah, I think McDonald's Taco Bell is up there for, for me. Arby's is solid. Arby's? Arby's is so solid. I've not heard someone name check Arby's. Really? Since 2016, we have the meats. Man, those, uh, those curly fries, they slap still. Anyways, the American Customer Satisfaction Index ranks the top fast food places according to things like quality, speed, accuracy, and how polite the staff are. 
And Chick-fil-A has been number one on top of this list for almost a decade. Mm. They've been doing it since 1994. And Chick-fil-A just took the top spot for the ninth year in a row. But one other fast food place might overtake them soon. Any guesses? Might overtake Chick-fil-A? Ah. And it's not Taco Bell? It's not Taco Bell. And it's not Burger King. It's not Burger King. Hardee's. It's not Hardee's. White Castle. You probably wouldn't have guessed this because it's not. Oh, it's not here? It is here. But it's not in that like. John Silver's. In that like. Fast food lane. Grilled meat lane kind of thing. Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. Yes! Jimmy John's. That's a great choice. I can totally get down with Jimmy John's. Yeah. Uh, They jumped all their way up to second this year. Wow. Chick-fil-A's average rating was 85 out of 100, and Jimmy John's was 84. Wow. Knocking on that door. I'm telling you, they're so open on Sundays. Fast. <laughs> they're open on Sundays. Isn't it so interesting how, like, I feel like fast food restaurants really do the most. Think of the Hardee's commercials where the, the million things on the sandwich and the hot girl on the car, and she's eating the sandwich, and then there's, like, a McDonald's doing way too much. Now, Saweetie's got her own meal, and, um... Burger King's got chicken fries. Like everyone's trying to outdo each other. Meanwhile, Chick Fil A's like chicken bread. That's it. Yeah. Sometimes pickles. <laughs> How you like your chicken? You know. That's Isn't basically that crazy? It. Grilled, fried, whatever. And everyone just loves it. But it, it there is so much to the whole politeness thing these days. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. What what's changed? But I feel like whenever I go to a place, I am expecting. Rudeness, <laughs> or or just like someone who doesn't want to be there. Time, yeah. But if you go to Chick Fil A, everybody's everybody's they're cool. They're pumping laughing gas into the air in they're there. Cool. Uh, top ten are Chick Fil A at number one, Jimmy John's at number two, KFC at number three. Wow. wow. Papa John's at number four, Domino's, Five Guys, Pizza Hut, Starbucks, Arby's, and Dunkin' to round out the top ten. Five Guys. Yeah. Out of the twenty-three restaurants they looked at, McDonald's finished dead last. Followed by Taco Bell, Sonic, Jack in the Box, and Wendy's. Wow. Uh, the top five this year for sit-down restaurants are Outback, Cracker Barrel, Longhorn, Texas Roadhouse, and the OG Olive Garden. So. You can't take our Olive Garden out the race, you no, know? No, Like, for, they slow down sticks. every now and again, but you can't Man, take them out completely. Red sticks always bring you back, I'm telling you. Let us know what your favorite fast food joint is on the text line, 314-699-4766. Casey. Casey, I saw this on BuzzFeed. Guys are revealing the little things that women do that give them butterflies. The little things? Yeah, but that's something that is rarely talked about. Okay. What gives a dude butterflies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But first, I want to know, what is it for you? It really is the little things. Like when... They're backing up a truck, but you're in the shotgun seat and they throw that right arm around your seat so that they can turn around and see out the back window. <laughs> That's one. Okay. That's interesting. It's I very think, specific. I think the um, the easy, you pull off the hat, a hand goes through the hair and they flip it and they put it around backwards. Mm-hmm. Just that quick motion. Okay. Uh, like if your fiance is running a vacuum cleaner around the house. <laughs> I've never seen that. <laughs> well, it might give you butterflies. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, there's a bunch of guys that have opened up and have said some things on BuzzFeed, and I thought this was interesting. Um, 
One guy said how tough and protective they can be when Ish hits the fan, especially over kids. Oh, moms? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, another one said, I don't know if all women do this, but my wife and past girlfriends have all done it. That little shimmy thing you do when we present you with food while you are comfortable, absolutely love it. Ah, uh, yes. When you're sitting on the couch with a blanket and then they bring you like... Yeah, here's a bowl of ice cream. Yes. Or... <laughs> uh, here's another one that says, I love women when they notice each other's outfits and compliment each other. This happens so much. And do you think it's a nice thing? Like, does it make you feel nice inside? When- I don't know. The, it, almost every time when it happens, like if I'm with you, because you're always going to get complimented. It's just how it goes. Oh my God. And when I'm with, like last time we were at uh, Tyler Hubbard and we had seen our promotions director for the first time and she looked at you and she goes, oh my gosh, you look so good. That that outfit, whatever, that whatever, where'd you get it? And then I'm just like, what's up? I'm a. What about my graphic? I got a black t shirt on. So. (laughs) Uh, This one says, My current girlfriend changed me. She accepted me as I am, all my vulnerabilities inside and out. That's kind of like, okay. That's a big thing, yeah. One thing that I love when Lauren does this is she will laugh so hard that she snorts. Yes. She snorts a little bit, and that's when I know that my jokes are funny. I love <laughs> when a guy laughs so hard that his voice goes up like three octaves. Yeah. I love when Remy laughs so hard that it's like, because <laughs> that means I've really done it. Yeah. There's a there's a joke that it's been made, and it is spot on. Uh, another thing is, the is uh, honestly, the ice cream thing, or um, uh, when she comes home with coffee from somewhere. Uh, yeah, like and an she iced just coffee you from, one. Yeah, she just got me one and surprises me. I love that. Yeah. Uh, what is it for you? Guys, open up. Okay? You don't let have, us know. Let us know. 314. What gives you those butterflies? 314-699-4766. Or I guess, you know, women, you can let us know. We'll give you butterflies about a guy sure. as well on the text line. So we were just talking about what gives guys butterflies. Since everybody, you know, we always talk about what gives girls butterflies. Guys are opening up and now saying that. Mark says on the text line, when they're passionate about something and they get excited and they start to talk super fast and then they apologize for talking so much, even though I've been listening super intently because they're really caring about something. I want to hear why. Then they get all flustered and try to change the subject because they're embarrassed. And then you, and you hit them with a follow-up question that shows that you were paying attention the entire time. It's a very uh, long explanation, but yes. Uh, this one is fantastic from the 314. I would have to say it's really uh, special to me when my wife actually picks somewhere or something to eat. <laughs> I love that too. I would love if the gingerbread man was like, tonight we're going here. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you. If you've got an indecisive spouse, and I feel like I'm kind of like that to some extent when it comes to the whole what's for dinner tonight, what do you want me to make for dinner tonight? Yeah. And then there's just, I don't know, whatever you want. Just, oh, just tell me and mm-hmm. I'll make it because I'm I'm very flexible on uh, what to eat. Uh, there's one from the 314 here uh, when my wife wants to drive my truck out to help work on a vehicle. Uh, there's, where was this one I saw? Uh, when you see pretty flowers on the side of the of a back road and the guy stops to jump out to pick you some, that's obviously for Can't the girl. Can't say that's ever happened. No, but flowers. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. <laughs> uh, let us know what it is for you. Three one four six nine nine forty seven sixty six. Remy and Casey. Today we're playing the big three. Remy's in the hot seat. He is helping out Alex, who wants to win these Sam Hunt tickets. Remy, would you like to spin the wheel? 
Always ready and willing, that's for dang sure. Today it looks like we're playing a game that Remy first played for us yesterday. Love to hate it. Where now I will explain something that for no reason people love to hate on. Okay. Yesterday we did things like Nickelback, pumpkin spice latte. Moist. The word moist. Moist. The best news is that if there's an answer you don't know, you can phone a friend. Alex is there to help you out so that he can win these tickets at the end of it all. Alex will guess how many you got right out of three. If he's right, then he wins these Sam Hunt tickets. The only difference today is that you don't have a clue. Typical Casey. You have your one. You have your one <laughs> option. No hints. No multiple choice. Have fun. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Number one. This celebrity looks like they've been electrocuted. Aside from being the kindest human in the world, no one knows why we love to hate this person. Oh my gosh! It looks like they've been electrocuted, eh? Can I ask if it's a man or a woman? You can't. Yeah. I'm going to have to go to Alex on this one because I have no idea. Alex, what do you think? Oh, I was really hoping you weren't going to come to me on this one. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea either. Man, I'm just trying to think of all the... Oh, this is... Uh, this is. I know who this is. Uh, this is Guy Fietti. Fieri. That's who this is. Final answer. Number two. <laughs> this usually kicks in around your early 30s. When you'll notice yourself, your peers, and especially your coworkers suddenly loving to hate a certain group of people. The early 30s? This will happen around your early 30s. Okay, I can't wait for that. Um, <laughs> loving to hate a certain group of people. You'll notice yourself, your peers, and your coworkers suddenly complaining, loving to hate a certain group of people. It's got to be Gen Z. That's a group of people that I would say most 30 to 35 year olds dislike. Gen Z. That's your answer. Final answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number three. This is a genre of music that just can't seem to please everyone. And what the audience does all have in common is the need to complain about it or complain about someone who's doing it. I mean, it's got to be country music, right? <laughs> Say that one more time. This is a genre of music that just can't seem to please everyone. But what the audience does have in common is the need to complain about the way somebody is doing it. This is country music for sure. This has to be country music. Are you all locked in? I'm locked in. Locked and loaded. Alex, you heard all of his three answers. How many would you guess that Remy got correct today? I'm going to go with Two. 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 Did he get two out of three? Did he? Did he do it? Remy. Remy. And he actually got three out of three. Let's go. The celebrity that looks like they've been electrocuted aside from being the kindest human being in the world and always taking us to Flavortown, mm. Guy Fieri. No one knows why we love to hate him. Yeah. Number two. This usually kicks in around your early 30s. You notice yourself, your peers, and your coworkers complaining about a certain group of people. It is the younger generation. Okay, yeah, The yeah. generation following yours. Yeah, I remember when we had people here. And it was like, millennials. Millennials. Gosh, millennials. Ah. 
<laughs> Number three, a genre of music that just can't seem to please everyone, but we all do have in common is the need to complain about the way someone is doing it. It's got to be country music. You know it. That's not country. That's not. That's not. That's too boring. Slow. That's too fast. <laughs> That's just the internet, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. A lot of people I know that like to complain aren't even on the internet. Either way, Alex, great news is that you are going to Sam Hunt on July 29th. No! Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. Dirk Smelly's had a lot of co-hosts at a lot of award shows and presentations over the years, but arguably none of them has been quite as charming as the person, person he shared the stage with at the NHL Awards on Monday night. Dirks hosted the NHL Awards with his nine-year-old son, Knox. That's awesome. And Knox walked that red carpet. He was posing for pictures backstage, even did, obviously, hosting on stage. Yeah. In the Bridgestone Arena. Absolutely stole the show, had everybody in the palm of his hand. Makes sense, I guess, to have a country artist if it's going to be in Nashville. I didn't realize. I was like, ah, is Dirk's a huge hockey fan? Doesn't that feel so random? I also had to think about that, but I'm like, okay, I, it was in Nashville. It's at the Bridgestone Arena. Dirk's yeah. is a fan of the Predators. I know he's sang the national anthem there a lot. I assume his son must play hockey. Like oh, there's sure. got to There's got to be a connection as to why his son got to do it with him, yeah. but it's very cool that he did. And Dirks even shared some snapshots from the big night on social media, describing it as a night for both of them to remember. And in the pictures, Knox is just, he's throwing up deuces. He's posing left and right in his suit, matching with his dad. Dirks captioned it and said, I might be out of a gig if Knox keeps this up. <laughs> the kid's like a natural. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like uh, anytime you can take your kid to work and they're going to steal the show, that's cool. Of a nine-year-old of a country music artist or any celebrity I guess is used to just being around the crowds or the big crowded arenas or maybe just having a huge personality but I think it's awesome that he was able to hop up on the stage with a mic and just take control at yeah. nine. Yeah also it's it's kind of a hard thing to I don't want to say impress but it's kind of a hard thing to give Dirk Bentley an experience that he's never had before. Yes. You know what I mean because he's been up on They've stage in front of thousands and thousands of people so to make an impact on a night like like the uh, like this award show is awesome. Yeah. I posted the pictures of Knox and Dirks on our Facebook page and our Instagram story. You have to see them there. He was totally working the camera. Remy and Casey. You just want me to start? No. <laughs> I just wanted to hear the music of the wedding. Because it's so beautiful. We need an update. A wedding update? A wedding update. Because you had put something in your uh, the, our shared note about all of these things that you felt as a child, and you're not necessarily feeling those now. Well, I'm just shocked at the bride-to-be that I have or am becoming. Because I'm not talking about like bridezilla type things. But I think only girls, women can relate to this. I just don't think guys care about anything. Don't exclude us. Okay, so once you get engaged, <laughs> there is like this serious pressure to be your best self by your wedding day to like, you kind of spend your life saying, you know, I'm going to be in the best shape of my life. 
on my wedding day. Like yeah. I, that's when everything's going to be perfect. I'm going to look at these photos forever. So I have to go all out whenever that time comes. I'm going to whiten my teeth till they fall out. I'm going to lose that like extra weight or I'm going to uh, grow my hair out longer, bigger than it's ever been because it's your wedding. You're going to do all this, spend the extra money on the shoes because yeah. it's your wedding, all the things. And like you tell yourself, like, it'll be fine because you're going to spray tan and look perfect <laughs> because it's your wedding. Because it only happens ideally once. You're it's right. Like, Only okay. women can relate okay to this. I'm, I've, I've checked out. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? And you kind of put all this pressure on yourself for when you get engaged to get those things done or at least working on them. I'm still eight months out for my wedding and I'm so exhausted yeah. from caring. And I had been promising myself my entire life, like all these things will happen or specifically to this week. I'm going to grow my hair out for my wedding day. I've always had like kind of longer hair. I'm going to let it really grow out for my wedding day. It's going to look better than it ever has. And they'll cut it off right after. And it's fine. Uh -huh. I think a lot of women do this specifically. And yesterday I saw a girl with such a nice little shoulder length summer haircut. And I was so exhausted from thinking about, you know, who's coming, who's not coming, who's RSVP'd, who, you know, it is an international destination wedding, all the things that go along with that. And finally, I was like, you know what? I'm making the appointment and I'm cutting my hair <laughs> and I'm done caring about anything. And it sounds so dramatic, right? Like all this over <laughs> the idea of a haircut. But the biggest thing that I've learned about the whole wedding process so far is that a, you are not going to be able to please everyone, yeah. but you have to not, you have to let go of pleasing your younger self. Like you have to let go of your own expectations. Okay. I think a lot of this has to do with the amount of life decisions that you've made in the last six months. Like yeah. you decided that you were going to move. You obviously just recently got engaged. You're doing all the things and there's a lot of life events happening. So that might be a, a, some sense of exhaustion. Are you saying I'm pulling a Britney Spears and I just need to shave my head? Because I feel no, that way some days. I am, I am not saying that. I mean, you, you can do whatever you want, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Does longer, I mean, would you wear it down for the wedding anyway? Or does it just make it easier to work with when it's longer? Does that make sense? There's something about having long hair on your wedding gotcha. day. It's gotcha. just a internal thing. I don't know. There's that fake hair girl. This I happens mean. all the time. Girls will grow their hair out for their wedding day and the day after, chop it off. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about if you've been there and you can text us about it. 314-699-4766. Uh, How short are we going here? I don't know. We're I might buzz it. that. Yeah, let's you know? shave it. <laughs> Casey, burnt out from wedding planning already. Burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very common thing because you, a, a lot of women do that where they put the whole thing up on a pedestal yeah, and then you're actually in the moment. You're in the actual planning process and it's not as sexy as it, you once thought it was going to be. Suddenly you're like, elopement doesn't sound all that bad. <laughs> I got a couple of feedback messages of people saying, you're so right. You know, you'll never look back at this and critique yourself on that day. You'll just be so happy about it. Yeah. Uh, we got a message from the 636. My name is Katie from St. Peter's. I agree with Casey. I actually cut off my hair before my wedding because my hairstylist said it would be easier to do instead of having super long hair like I've always had it. And I just didn't care. I found a dress that made me feel super confident and I love looking at my pictures that day. It was perfect and I didn't care about a thing. I was just happy. There you go. Got to prioritize your happiness, Casey. If you are engaged, this is me telling you to stop giving all the 
ish. Stop giving <laughs> all the cares in the world. It's going to be great. She's in the thick of it right now, but, uh, you know, not feeling super motivated. And that's that's totally cool. You got you have a garden to take care of now. I got a whole house. <laughs> it's too much. Uh, let us know how you felt going in. Did you feel unmotivated when it came to like wedding planning, chop off all your hair, those kinds of things? Let us know on the text line 314-699-4766. WIL traffic. All the grooms out there are like, what are we doing right now? I just need to rent a tuxedo. Yeah. And that's all. And do my hair. It's Remy and Casey's hometown heroes. Brought to you by Air Comfort Service Heating, Cooling, and Insulation. Schedule your AC system check now. Visit aircomfortservice.com. Today we say thanks to Chase Putnam, who was nominated by Haley Putnam. Chase is an EMT at MedStar. He is also the EMS coordinator in DuPo. When he's not working as an EMT, he's fighting fires with the DuPo fire, uh, Volunteer Fire Department. Chase is always working hard and making sure that people in his community are safe. He is an all-around badass. I'm so proud of him. Very cool. Haley sent a request song for Chase. She sent Jelly Roll and Lainey Wilson, Save Me's on 92.3 WIL. On the way out today, we talked about how Chick-fil-A retained its best in fast food title uh, for the ninth year in a row. Yeah, it has. And isn't it crazy that nothing, A, that nothing has dethroned it yet, but B, the thing that might do it is Jimmy John's. Yeah, right? I support it. One point away from that satisfaction score. I think it was 85 for Chick-fil-A and 84 for Jimmy John's. Mm. So very, very close. Other suggestions we got on the text line, Culver's. Long John Silvers. What? Hang on. <laughs> That's like no two ends of the spectrum. No one says that. <laughs> uh, Taco Bell is on here a lot. Uh, Sonic, completely underrated. Sonic is underrated. Is it just a regional thing? No, it's everywhere. Uh, I think it's everywhere. We have one in Columbia. We've and they've Something got all the treats. Something tells me it's not on like the East Coast. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, how far east or west they go. But uh, all that matters is that we have one close to us because their treats are delicious. Yeah. Ice creams and the, and the uh, what do they call them? The, the limeades. The oh, cherry yeah, limeade. the cherry oh. limeades, the ocean water, the sonic blasts. Oh, Come so good. On. Yeah, there's so much there. Uh, Chipotle, another one that didn't make the list that uh, someone had thrown out there. We always talk about this. I just don't consider Chipotle or even Jimmy John's fast food. Okay. Even though they're freaky fast. I don't care. <laughs> you got to have some grease to make it fast food. You can let us know your suggestion at 314-699-4766. Favorite fast food joint as Chick-fil-A takes the title again. If you missed anything from the show today, you can always check out the Remy and Casey Show podcast, and we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow for a Friday light. Goodbye. Goodbye. Find Remy and Casey on Facebook at 923 WIL.